Blog Talk Radio.
Well, praise God. Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Our uh, host, John Holmberg, is actually out for the night, spending some time with family and taking some time to rest. And we're just so blessed to have him working with our ministry, sharing his heart, and just declaring the word of the Lord like he does. And You know, it's good to rest. Sometimes we need rest. Sometimes we need refreshing. And then at other times, we need to just go forward and keep on keeping on. And so, you know, we've got to find a balance with things. So while he's out tonight, everybody pray for him and his wife, Rebecca, and children. And just keep them in prayer tonight, just that the Lord would refresh him and strengthen him. And just get him filled up so he's ready to go again tomorrow night. So praise God. Well, if you need to call in, the number is 619-638-8458. Uh, feel free to go to the phone if you need to listen in that way and you don't have, you know, computer access, obviously. If you're listening to this later, you know you can always call in and listen to the show that way. We're also taking prayer requests, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback you want to send us uh, through our email, which is prayerinternational at gmail.com. And we also have the website up, www.prayerinternational.org. We've got some daily devotionals videos, uh, actually a prayer request box where you can put in prayer requests and they will get prayed for as people look, as we look, and different people check that out. We'll continue to keep you in prayer that way as well. And there's always the chat room, so get in the chat room, get to know some people. We're having church tonight. Praise God. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and uh, just ask for his glory. You know that song we played just a minute ago, it's called Awaken Love. It's a song by uh, a guy that's pretty local uh, to the Dallas, uh, the Texas area, uh, named Sean Fetch. He actually travels around and does these things called the burn, where they do 24-7 prayer or 72 hours of prayer on the weekends with different uh, groups and churches and things like that. So, But the song, the reason I'm bringing this up, that song, Awaken Love, starts out, in fact, my wife brought this to my attention the other night when I was sharing with her about the glory but that song that says, show me your glory, you know, it starts out, show me your glory. And, you know, that needs to be our heart's cry. You know, that was the cry of Moses. You know, when he went and sought the Lord, his prayer was, Lord, show me your glory. That's what his desire was. You know, the miracles didn't impress him. Okay, they were, they were amazing, and I'm sure he loved them. Okay, the provision didn't impress him. But what moved and motivated Moses was the glory of God. And, you know, that's an Old Testament example, if you want, for you New Testament Christians. Okay, let's let's bring it up a notch. Paul said this. He said, I determined not to know the, the Lord in just the wisdom of man, 
and I won't preach to the Lord in just the wisdom of men, but it has to be in power and demonstration of the gospel. You see, Paul had an experience with God on the Damascus Road that literally knocked him off his horse. And something that affected him, something that changed his life, changed his walk, changed his outlook, his perspective, even the things that he did on a daily basis, was having an encounter with the presence and the glory of the living God. You know, the Bible says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And, you know, if we just read the Bible, you know, without the living God as our teacher, if we just read the Bible without any inspiration from the Spirit, then it's just words on the page. But listen, there's a Spirit of God, there's a God, a living God, okay? And the Spirit of God in the earth named the Holy Spirit and the Son of God at the right hand of the throne, sitting, making intercession for us. And they have the validity to back up those words in that book. They have the validity, the, the power, and the unction to back up every word that's written in that Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It's more than just words on the page when you can encounter the author that wrote it. It's more than just words on the page when you read about Jesus versus getting to know the risen Lord in a personal relationship. Let me tell you something. It's not the mundane prayers and the the Christian service and the Bible studies and the going to church. It's not all the Bible reading and all the, the liturgical prayers and all that stuff. All those are good. All that stuff is necessary for growth and, and benefiting our Christian walk. But there's one thing that makes the difference, and that's the glory of God. It's the presence. It's the, the tangible unction of the Holy Spirit himself. And so I'm in this theme. I'm in this focus for the last couple of nights.
sing it from here.
Uh, well, praise God, we're back. And this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and just filling in for Sean Holmberg tonight. If you're just tuning in with us, uh, call number 619-638-8458. You can listen to the show or call in, prayer requests. Uh, also, we've got the chat room open. Got the email open, prayerinternational at gmail.com. If you want to put in prayer requests that way, too. Well, you know, we have been talking about the glory of God for the last couple of days and just the presence and the power of the Lord. You know, as I mentioned last night, and something, uh, you know, Sister Cheryl and I were just in the chat room for a minute, and, uh, you know, something that we touched on last night, too, is the refreshing of the Lord. You know, sometimes we need the refreshing of God. Sometimes we need time to rest and be refreshed. And then there's times when we're strengthened and empowered to go forward and do things. And so we always have to know the season that we're in. And, of course, we always need to have a balance with that and make sure we're listening to the Lord and we're not striving in our own strength or in our own flesh to do things, but we just have to really be obedient and be led by the Spirit of God as He's speaking to us personally. You know, that's part of it. The Bible says that we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, which means if you're not daily listening, if you're not daily hearing, and daily applying that word to your life and walking in the promises of God personally for you. It's one thing to just take a random scripture and quote it over your life. But it's another thing to have a revelation on it and really have the Lord speak into your heart and, and seal it in your heart where you know that you know that you know that this is for you. And see, Jesus said, whenever you pray, whatever you desire, whatsoever things you say, believe, and you will have them. I think desire has a lot to do with it. I think the motive and the condition of your heart and, and where you're at in your heart really has a lot to do with and what your desires are have a lot to do with the fact that whether those prayers get manifested or the, the words that come out of your mouth actually manifest in your life or those things that you're believing for really come to pass. But you've got to have that desire. You see, listen, if it doesn't move you, if what you're praying and believing for, what you're stepping out on faith in, what you're trusting God with it. It's not moving you. Okay, to a point of vulnerability, it's probably not moving God. Let me say that again. If what you're doing and believing God for or praying about or experiencing isn't really moving you, it's just like when you give unto the Lord. If it doesn't really move you, if it doesn't affect you on some kind of level, it may not affect God. That's why Jesus told the story about the widow's might. Okay, it was the widow's might that went in the bucket and that was her sacrifice. That was her sacrificial giving. It moved her to give that might. She gave her might with all her might. And it moved her. It affected her. You know, when when a millionaire drops $100 in the bucket, it doesn't change their lifestyle any. But when you got a fixed income and you drop $100 in the bucket, let me tell you, it moves you. And it probably moves God. Now, I'm not sitting here talking, telling you you need to go drop $100 in the bucket. I'm just using that as an example. So please don't start saying that we ask people to drop $100 in our bucket because that's not what I'm doing, okay? So, anyways, just wanted that to be said. Hey, by all means, if God speaks to you, pray and support this ministry. But if he's not, then do what you do by faith. See, that which is not faith is sin, and if, if God's not speaking it to you, if you don't feel compelled in your heart to do something, whether it's pray for somebody or do something for somebody or give to somebody or bless somebody or 
or share with somebody, if, if God's not leading you to do it, if you're not moved in faith, moved in your heart to do it, then don't do it. Now, granted, there's times we go through things where we might get hard-headed and hard-hearted, and God might be knocking on our door telling us to do things, and we're just resisting. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about resistance. I'm talking about being led by faith and being led down the path that God carves out for you. See, it's one thing to watch one man or one woman move and, and operate in a certain anointing or gifting or teaching or or ability, whether it's in business or ministry or whether it's being a garbage collector or being a doctor. Whatever people's giftings are, okay, whatever it is, maybe they're in computers or maybe they're into construction. Maybe they're into cleaning houses or, or doing artwork. I don't care. Whatever it is, okay, committed unto the Lord. But everybody's got their walk with God. Everybody's got their calling with God. Everybody's got their specific. When God laid out the plans for the ark, he didn't give them to Moses. He gave them to Noah. But when God laid out the plans for the temple, he gave them to Solomon, gave them to Moses. You see? God gives specific instructions for specific assignments. It's very important that you have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. That's why in Hebrews it says, don't harden your heart, because you've got to be keen on what God's saying to you. What is God speaking to you? And don't deviate. God may be speaking to somebody else about something else, and they may be so hyped up on it, they want to get you involved. I've experienced this in my life a lot, where people want to get me involved or get my wife involved, get us involved in things which seem like good, godly things, but it may not be the assignment for our lives. And so we don't walk in condemnation, and we don't walk in guilt over all of it. You know, there's been times when we have, and let me just say that to those of you that are ministers or those of you that have a heart for ministry for God, don't get caught up in everybody else's deal. Don't get caught up on everybody else's walk. See, David couldn't move in Saul's armor. When Saul tried to put his armor on David to protect him, okay, realize when Saul put David in his armor, it wasn't with a bad motive. It wasn't with the wrong heart or the wrong thought. It was just the wrong suit of armor. It wasn't David. It wasn't what God carved out for David. God taught David how to use a sling and a stone. And so that's what he defeated the giant with, but it wasn't with Saul's armor. And in your life, there's certain weapons that God's given to you. There's certain abilities and talents and certain certain things that God's given to you that allow you to take out the giants in your life. But if you try to move around in Saul's armor, you won't be able to do a whole lot. And so for the Christian or the minister or whoever you are out there, that's listening, do not let people put you in their armor. You find out what what armor God's got for you. You find out what weapons God's given you to fight with. Find out what kind of giftings and and callings God has given to you. Now, yes, we need to be mentored. Yes, we need to be taught. Yes, we need to be led and fed. We need to be nurtured sometimes in our walk. So it's very important that we don't just kick everybody to the curb or or think we've arrived, or think that we got some added edge on something that somebody doesn't. 
Okay, because see, the Bible says straight up, it's God that gives the increase. It's God that gives the increase. And God doesn't want us to be puffed up thinking that we're something and becoming clouds without rain. You know what that means? When you got a cloud without rain, it's like a blowfish, just all a bunch of puffed up air. It's like the barking chihuahua that, that barks and, and runs at your ankles but never does anything. They're just yipping and nipping, but there's no real bite or fight in them. Okay? And that's how the enemy does. Look, and that's how religious people do. I didn't say Christians. I didn't say believers. I didn't say Holy Spirit-led people. I said religious people. See, they like to boast and brag and puff up and talk this and talk that. But God says, look, they've made the power of God null and void through their traditions of men. They've traded in the truth for a lie. They've worshipped their own works and their own temples that they made with human hands and said, Lord, look what we've done in your name. And God says to many of them, depart from me, for I never knew you. Oh, but Lord, we visited the sick, and we went to the imprisoned, and we gave our bodies to be burned. And God says, hey, I didn't know you. Without love, you're nothing. You're just a tinkling symbol or a clanging symbol or a sounding gong. But without love, you're nothing. Without the love of God in your life, you're nothing. Without the love of Christ shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit, God says you're nothing. But see, with Christ, he'll strengthen you, and he'll allow you to do all things. That's just how it is. And so move in your gifting. Move in your anointing. Move in your calling. Move in your armor, your armor, not Saul's, not somebody else's. And so that was just a little Holy Ghost side trail for whoever will. Just felt like I needed to go into that for a minute. Hey, let me pray for you, and then we're going to go into a little bit of worship, and then I'm going to wrap some things up with a few final words. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, Lord, I just give you praise. Lord, I thank you, because you're such a good God, and Lord, I know you're calling us to deeper and greater things. You're calling us to be carriers of your glory, Father. You want us to be like Moses. You want us to be the ones that say, show me your glory. So, Father, we just ask, Lord God, just show us your glory. We just ask, Lord, show us your glory. Father, I just ask right now, Lord, that you just reveal yourself by the Holy Spirit to every person listening, Lord, that you would Work in them a process. Work in them and carve out a place inside of every believer where your glory can dwell, Lord, where your presence can reside. Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would work in the hearts and minds and the bodies and lives of these men and women that are listening tonight. Father, you would speak your words of healing over every broken body, your words of life over everyone that's been pronounced the death sentence that you would speak your words of healing over everyone that's been broken and walking in dis-ease. And, Father, we pray for the peace of God to come and prosper the souls of your people so that they would be in good health and that they would prosper. We pray that every person would be made whole in their minds 
so that their bodies would be made whole. Father, release your miracles, Lord. We've said, show us your glory, Father. So we ask, Lord, literally invade the earth with your presence. For every man and woman stand tonight that are listening to the sounds of my voice, Father, I pray, Lord, you would invade the place where they are, where they're sitting, standing, laying, kneeling, wherever they're at, whatever they're doing. Move in their lives tonight by the power of your Holy Spirit, Father, and I pray that you would show them your glory, Lord. Reveal yourself to them in a mighty way. Shake everything that can be shaken out of our lives, Lord, and don't let us clothe ourselves in the the armor that the world tries to put on us, but let us be clothed in humility, clothed in Christ. Let us be surrounded with Christ Jesus. And let us learn how to fight the good fight of faith the way you taught us how to fight, Lord. So, Father, I pray for a personal encounter for everybody tonight, that they would meet the risen Lord Jesus, that they would encounter your Holy Spirit and your power and your glory, and that, Lord, they would really get to know you as a father, as a heavenly father, as a loving father that truly does give, give good gifts to your children. And, Lord, bless every person listening tonight. Father, bless Sister Cheryl, Lord, and her ministry. Father, those that are listening to us that have other ministries and churches and even radio shows, Father, anoint the works of their hands, anoint their lips to declare your word. Bless and prosper their ministries, Lord, and further their ministries for your glory, for your namesake, Father. And those that are declaring your word, Father, put the truth of God in their mouths and put the power of God in their lives so that people can encounter the living, real Jesus through these Christians, through these believers, through these people that are naming your name. Now, Father, bless us to be a blessing. And make your face to shine upon us, Lord, and let us go in peace. Lord, we just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. And we just ask this in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name.
Alright, praise God. Well, I just wanted to share real quick out of Mark chapter two real fast. I'm gonna just share one a couple portions of uh scripture just real quick. I'm not even gonna really expound on it, I'm just gonna just share it and let it say what it says. But uh it says this and it came to pass verse fifteen of Mark chapter two. I'm just gonna read maybe about fourteen verses and then we're gonna wrap it up. It says, And it came to pass that Jesus sat at meat in his house, and many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. So here's Jesus with a bunch of sinners listening and hanging out with him and his disciples. Verse 16, And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinks with publicans and sinners? And when he heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of a physician, but they that are sick I came to not call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Let me tell you something. In these last days, the glory of God is going to wax so strong and it's going to begin to transform and change the hearts of so many people that there's going to be people coming from everywhere, every walk of life, with every color, hair, and every kind of body part pierced, and tattoos, and who knows what, because these people are going to come straight out of the pit of hell. And they're going to come into the church violently. See, God's not calling the righteous to repentance, but he's calling sinners to repentance. He's not calling those that are that are well to have a doctor, but those that are sick need a doctor. And I just want to say this. As the glory of God increases, the Bible says the hearts of many are going to wax cold. Okay, So there's going to be a lot of people running from the church. Because their hearts are hard and their hearts are cold and, and religion kills. But there's going to be a lot of people that have come straight out of the pit of hell, so to speak, that have never heard a sermon. Never, They don't know when to say hallelujah. They don't know when to say amen. But when the glory of God touches and transforms their lives, they're going to start running to this house of God. They're going to run to the Christians. They're going to run to the Bible says They're going to run everywhere the name of Jesus is named because when they have an encounter, See, this, this generation that's coming up, in my generation, the one behind me, let me tell you something. They're a passionate generation. I mean, these kids will do some wild things that are just totally unheard of because they believe in whatever they believe in. I mean, it's just nutty what some of these kids will do. But listen, if you get them filled up with the Spirit of God, and you get them in love with Jesus, and you get the Word of God in their hearts, and they begin to encounter the glory and the presence of God for the first time in their lives, or re-encounter it after they've backslid and ran from the house of religion. But they begin to have encounters with the living God. They're going to be running to the house of God. They're going to be running to the places. So Jesus came to call the righteous, not not the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. Verse 18, and disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast, and they come and say unto him, why did the disciples of John and the Pharisees fast, but the the thy disciples fast not. And Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and they shall fast in those days. No man sews a piece of, piece of new cloth on an old garment, else a new piece that is filled up taketh away the old, and the rent is made worse. In other words, you can't tear a patch off of off of a garment, or it's going to be worse than it was before. And 
this is how it is. You can't put a Band-Aid on a head wound. You can't dress up somebody that's deprived and devastated with a little bit of religion and, and expect it to get better. They've got to have the living God. They've got to have a transformation in their life. They've got to have the glory of God. And no man put a new wine in old bottles, else the new wine does burst, verse 22. The bottles and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred, but the new wine must be put into new bottles. Listen, what God is doing in the earth today, he said the glory of the latter house will be greater than the former. And what God is doing in the earth today, he's looking for new wineskins to put new wine in, and your traditions, and your religions. And what the the church has kind of made itself over the years, becoming a a place that that makes codependent people dependent on them rather than dependent on God. God saying, look, I'm doing a new thing, and it's going to be so violent that the violent are going to take it by force. And when I do this new thing, are you going to recognize it? Are you going to perceive it? Are you going to be like the Pharisees that, that turn their noses up and say, oh, well, why do these people do this? Or why do they? Listen. God's looking for hearts, and God will use us any way he can. So get into the armor that God's prepared for you and take out the giants that are in your life and be used of God to reach this dying world, to reach this sick generation, to reach those that are sick and wounded, and allow God to fill your new wineskin, transform you and change you, and fill you with the new wine. Praise God. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and we are actually wrapping it up for the night. I'm going to say a prayer for you, then we're going to sign off. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing in the lives of these people. You're calling every man and woman, every child, Lord, to new and greater things, Lord. You're moving by the power of your Holy Spirit and pouring out your Spirit wherever you will, calling your people from every walk of life, from every place, from the four corners of the earth, Lord, you're calling your people. And, Father, who are we to decide who can come into your house? But, see, you choose who you will, Father, and you draw who you will by your spirit. So, Father, help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. When the world starts running to the church looking for answers, when those that are in darkness start running to the light, when those that are so depraved and so sin-ridden and sick in their hearts start running to people that are whole and righteous and, and full of answers, Lord, help us to have the right attitude. Help us to receive them like Christ would receive them. And help us to act like Christ would have us to act. Lord, let us not become modern-day Pharisees and Sadducees and religious do-ditties. If that's even a word. If it's not, I just made it up. Religious do-gooders, Lord, whatever. But we want to be humble servants, full of your glory, full of your power, full of your character, and able to hear your voice and do what you ask us to do. Lord, I pray that for every Christian tonight, let them be a humble, yielded vessel with the ability to hear you and to obey you. Now, Father, bless everybody and make your face to shine upon them tonight, Lord. Let them go full of your spirit and full of your glory. Just ask us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Listen, you guys have a good night. I want to thank those of you that have joined in the chat room and Sister Cheryl and everybody else listening in. And you guys have a wonderful night. We'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. And keep.
us in prayer. And hopefully Sean Holmberg will be back hosting the show. And who knows, in a couple nights I'll get to take a night off and get to rest and be refreshed. Praise God. Have a wonderful night. In Jesus' name, amen.